Hello and welcome into another episode of Two Cents Sports Talk. I'm your host, Adam Katulog, joined by my co-host, Brian Crum. Hey, Adam. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. Big week. How you doing? Big week. Big week. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Super Bowl weekend. I'm excited for uh, you to be coming in to, to watch this game with, and I'm excited to be in the the city of one of the contending teams. So yeah, this weekend... We've got the big matchup between the two four seeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are going to SoFi Stadium uh, to play the L.A. Rams. Now, out of 56 Super Bowls, Adam, this is only the second one where one of the contending teams mm-hmm. is going to be playing in their home stadium. And it just so happened to be back-to-back years. Yeah. Tampa, Bay, Tampa Bay Bucks, they were able to do it in Raymond James Stadium, and now the LA Rams are are going to do it in SoFi Stadium, and I think they're going to they're hopefully they're hoping that they will follow the Bucks' lead and and take home that Super Bowl victory on their home turf. But um, the the Bengals might not they might have something to say about that. Yeah. And, uh, and Adam, what do you think about that? Yeah, I'm really ready for this game. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's one of the biggest sports week of the year, weeks of the year for us, and uh, I'm just I'm just really excited to watch these two teams. There's no matter what the outcome is, I I'm excited for the winner. You know what I mean? It's not like someone a team. I'm not rooting against the team right now. You know, I'm excited for both teams. Rams were my preseason favorites or my my preseason pick this year, but I mean Bengals were the surprise overall. Just um, they were they were really uh, no one had them as their uh, their Super Bowl pick and. You know, yeah. at, the, at preseason, if you look at FanDuel bets, um, they uh, they were the 29th uh, best odds to win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, think about that. You know, Joe Burrow coming off an ACL tear, being a young team. Bengals were picked fourth in, in the division for good reason for the most part. You know, at least in the beginning of the year, you didn't think the roster would really come together like this. They had some good free agent uh, acquisitions. But overall, it's really Joe Burrow and just the confidence and the swagger that he has around him. It's, it's like a confident, you know, while not being – too too arrogant it feels like it's a weird kind of cool and whatnot but um yeah i'm really i'm really excited for the game overall we got a lot of stars here which is good it's la so obviously you want the stars to come out and uh and perform but let's start with the uh the guys who are going to be calling the plays and and moving the chess pieces around sean mcveigh and zach taylor so let's hear your thoughts on those two guys yeah and that's what's interesting am is that We've got two young head coaches here. We've got Sean McVay, who's 36, and Zach mm-hmm. Taylor, who's 38. Now, this is the youngest matchup in Super Bowl history of, yep. of head coaches. And, and if Sean McVay wins it, he's going to be the youngest. He'll, he'll take it over Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. by by a few days, or more, a little more than a few. But, yeah, both were 36. Uh, both were they're 36. both 36, if it happens. But, yeah, it's interesting because both these guys were here in 2018. I mean, Mm -hmm. McVay was coaching his first Super Bowl, and uh, Zach Taylor was right there next to him as the QB's coach. So uh, these guys know each other. Uh, Zach Taylor, I mean, he was the the receiver's coach for the Rams in 2017, and now he's the quarterback coach. And, you know, he he had a kind of rough start with with the Bengals. I mean, overall, he's – 19 32 and one yeah this is their this is their one big year like you said i mm-hmm. mean they were they were predicted to be 29th they have the 29th best odds according to FanDuel. um so i i think out of head coaches um zach taylor you know i i wouldn't 
I I would not take Zach Taylor. I mean, he's coming from the Sean McVay coaching tree. Yeah. He, he yeah. is the apprentice. And I, I think yep. even at 36, Sean McVay is – He's got the the leg up on Zach Taylor on this one, um, and I mean he's sixty one and twenty nine, and mm-hmm. he's the second winningest head coach in in the league since he took over. So, yep. uh, I I mean he's an offensive mind, and he's got the defensive talent. So, yeah. um, I yeah I, I agree with that. I really think that Sean McVay is going to have the uh, the matchup here, or is going to win the matchup here overall, just because I mean he was a head coach during this time. I know Zach Taylor was with the team. But being head coach, you can you, you change your prep. He calls the plays anyway, McVeigh does. So like he's had the whole week of like, you know, that that experience there. And Zach Taylor's seven and twenty-five without Joe Burrow. So really, um, you know, obviously talking about pre you know, before the season and when Burrow got hurt, you know, he doesn't he was one or two years away, you know, with a, with a similar record and he he'd be out, you know. I don't know if he'd uh he would say with how many jobs openings have been over the last two years. I think it's been sixteen. So if you think about it that way you know, half the league turns over in every two two years or so. It's pretty um pretty crazy. So yeah, I, I pretty I, crazy I, to be in the Super Bowl with with a a mm. coaching record of nineteen thirty two and one. Yeah, no, I mean he would have to. Yeah, it, it'd be hard to even get to a winning record next year. You know, after a decent year. So, um, that's that, that is a little crazy. And Sean McVay, second Super Bowl, five years. I think he's been in the playoffs for four of them. Um, they, they push all their chips in, at least the first round, uh, first round picks in and they really, uh, really go for it. I'm, I'm leaning, uh, McVay in this matchup as well. You know, just pretty much mentor, mentee, you know, uh, that, that, that's, that's where I would go with. You know what, what I will have to say though, is that McVay, uh, you know, he did kind of take me by surprise, uh, in that NFC championship game. I, I felt like he was, he was kind of playing from behind there. And I mean, he was a little emotional with, with those two challenges that he had. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that would be the only questionable thing that not questionable, but just, yeah. I guess, uh, notable red flag or something that, that I would have for, for McVay where, I mean, he wasted two timeouts and he only had one timeout left in a, in a close, I mean, he won score game there at the end. So yeah, he kind of got out lucky, but I mean, yeah. Well, and I mean, there was a lot of luck in that, in that game. I mean, you talked about the Matthew, I mean, Matthew Stafford potential pick, you know, that would have just almost ended. I mean, there's a lot of luck yeah. that went into that as well. But, you know, I think McVeigh against Kyle Shanahan, he's losing record. He's 3-10 and 10 over the last – or 3-7 and seven over the last 10 games against Shanahan. It might have been just over – getting over that hump and just like the nerves of that overall and overthinking it there, if that makes sense. But Matthew Stafford, which yeah. I think leads us to our next topic, Matthew Stafford was able to bail him out, you know, of that game, lead, lead the team there as well as leading him against, you know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers the week before. Matthew Stafford's been pretty solid in the playoffs so far. Um, overall this year, he's, he's the best against the Blitz, and he's the best against man coverage, according to ESPN and um, Pro Football Focus. So, I mean, looking at it that way, Matthew Stafford really has covered up some of the warts that Sean McVay wouldn't have been able to have, you know, have covered by, like, another quarterback such as Jared Goff, you know, where they traded uh, Jared Goff, two first-round picks, and a third for Stafford. I think Stafford's covering up for any mix- mistakes the team's making, whether it's a Cooper Cup fumble against the uh, – the Bucks or Sean McVay calling timeouts and, and blowing those. I think Stafford's been able to cover a lot of those as well. So that's um that that's my first thought on you know the quarterbacks there. But let's hear your yeah. thoughts. Well, I mean he's going up again. It's another number one overall draft pick. Yep. And 
this is going to be the second time that's ever happened. We, yeah. I mean, we had Peyton Manning versus yeah. Camp Newton in, in 2016, but I think that this one, honestly, it's going to be a better matchup. Peyton Manning was kind of at the tail end of his career, right off yeah. the defense, and, and then we had Cam Newton. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, mean I, I just don't, I don't think that that's a Joe Burrow Matthew Stafford matchup. No. And like you, you threw out some of those stats about Stafford. Well, Joe Burrow, I mean, he's also been the third best quarterback against the blitz and mm-hmm. he's the highest grade against the zone defense yeah. uh, according to PFF and and that is the primary base defense of the Rams so yep. uh, that's definitely a good time to to have a a uh, top quarterback like that who can who can pick apart the zone um that said it's going to be tough for Burrow I mean the I think it's it's no secret that uh, Joe Burrow was sacked most out of any quarterback this year, yep. and uh, that that the Bengals do have that uh, concern with the line um, yeah. and keeping Joe protected there. But Joe has also shown his ability to escape uh, potential scat potential sacks and yeah. and make some plays for himself there. Um, yeah. Whether it be scrambling out of the pocket for, for a throw or downfield or or running for the first down. So yeah. Um, that's that's something I, about having a quarterback like Joe Burrow is um you know, he's always cool under the pressure. He's been in the big games. He's been in the national championship. He's the first overall pick. It just seems like he's cool in all scenarios there. Um, and I, I really think that that's an, a big X factor there as well. I mean, he's he, he's one of the few quarterbacks who can get sacked nine times in a game and still win, you know, against the Titans earlier this year. So, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just, you know, adding a little bit more on uh, on Joe Burrow. But, um, yeah, no, I just really think that he's going to be um, – his. I don't think the moment's too big for him. And you can't say that about many second-year quarterbacks. I don't think the yeah. moment's too big for him at all. I really think that he's been really impressive this year. And I think he's done uh, something that um, Matthew Stafford wasn't able to do his first 13 years, and that's taking a dysfunctional franchise like the Bengals to the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, I, I – I think Matthew Stafford was better than what his rep was with the Lions just because of the team that they had around him and, and the dysfunction. But you know what? The Bengals really, like I said, like, you know, they were picked 29th this year by a FanDuel in, in terms of bets. And, like, I really – I didn't disagree with that at the beginning of the year, you know, with with all – when he came back from the ACL, everything else, he, he vouched for Jamar Chase earlier this year, and it's all paid off, you know, and he's really put the work in and it shows. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to add that about, you know, Joe Burrow. I mean – it's not these are two you know relatively titans of uh, of quarterbacking in the NFL you know and it, it's really impressive and I don't know if you can call Joe Burrow the best quarterback in the NFL after this game if they happen to win it but I mean no. he beat Mahomes twice there and, and you know he beat Mahomes twice he won the Super Bowl and he's been playing real well but I think that Josh Allen would have something to say about that as well you know and then potentially Aaron Rodgers but I, I thought that you know you know early this year and I may have um, mentioned this in a podcast earlier where I thought Joe Burrow uh, deserved MVP. And I said that before the playoffs started uh, with you. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah, I, uh, I thought that Joe Burrow really had an impressive year. And I think it was just the entire picture that he had with what he did with the Bengals and what the expectations were compared to, you know, the Packers being where they were, but I'll digress from that. Yeah. I mean, first, first full season yeah, as a quarterback in the NFL too. And he's taken, and he's taken this team to the Super Bowl. So that, that is pretty impressive. And then going from there, though, I mean, uh, to continue comparing, we, we looked at the head coaches, quarterbacks, now the running backs. Um, 
I mean, th- this one isn't as uh, exciting per se. I mean, we mm-hmm. we do have Cam Akers and Sonny Michelle to yep. uh, to top. Not, not a bad duo. Not a bad duo. It's, it's yeah. a decent duo. Yeah, yeah. And then going up against Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. who I mean, he's the third in the league at rushing, fourth in rushing touchdowns, but. Uh, he's had a quiet postseason. I mean, they've tried to run with him early and often, especially on first down, and haven't really uh, gotten much out of him. But, um, I mean, I I think just based on the stats and based on the year, you'd have to give this one to, to the Bengals and Joe Mixon. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree I, as well. And you know what's impressive is with the Bengals' offensive line we talked about earlier, that's one of the worst offensive lines in the playoffs overall. Uh, I think the Steelers may have something to say about that. Um, but, uh, no, I, I really think that, you know, they have a decent rushing attack, though. Like you said, they he, they were second in the league in terms of rushing for – at least Joe Mixon was second – or third in the league for rushing and uh, up there with touchdowns. So I think that it's also something to say. Maybe they're just a better running attack, running offensive line than they are are passing, or I don't know. I mean, are, I are, they, are. They, worry, are they worried about, you know, all the weapons that the Bengals have and – you know, maybe they don't load the box up as much, but that is something to note there. I, I like that uh, you brought that up. Yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, I, I think that would be a big uh, plus for the Bengals to get that run game going early and often with yeah. this with this team. But um, I think the big thing here is is going to be the the weapons. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's going to be a matter of. Uh, which one of these weapons for Joe Burrow is going to be able to, to come up big? Yeah. If they're if they're going to be able to feed the ball to Jamari Chase, or if that's going to be taken away by this Rams defense, mm-hmm. and they're going to be able to rely on uh, T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd. I mean, they've had hundred plus receiving yards in every game so far in the playoffs, so they've managed to get the ball to one of them. Yeah. Um, now the Rams, I mean, they have their weapons too on on that side of the ball. Yeah, where they've got Cooper Cup. I mean, triple crown winner That's and uh, and OBJ. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you think there, Adam? That one's a that one's a tougher call. That's probably where... the tough. Yeah, that, that's probably the toughest call of the weekend. You know, in terms of like you know what you're looking at matchups overall. I I really think that um, I don't. I honestly don't know too, too much here. I, I, I'm going to lean the Rams just with Cooper Cup going off. I know Jamar Chase has had a great year, and he's had one of the best rookie years of all time. Um, but I'm going to go with uh, the Rams, mainly because Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford, they have that connection just as well as you know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. But Cup's proved it on a level that we haven't really seen in years. And I think having Odell Beckham, um, he had a big game in the NF- NFC Championship game. He's coming on. They're meshing pretty well. Van Jefferson isn't bad. Uh, both tight ends are banged up, but um, I, I really think that I'm going to lean with the weapons of the Rams, and uh, and part of that is because I think that the um, I think that you know the offensive line will be able to hold up better for the Rams. So I think that you know, hey, if Matthew Stafford has a half second more time, he's going to be able to find these guys a little bit better than uh, Joe Burrow will. Not saying Burrow won't, but I think that you know that plays a factor in terms of overall production this week. So I, I, I'm going to lean with the Rams here, but the Bengals have a great. A great trio, and it may be the you know it's it's one of the best trios in the game. You know, um, I'm excited to see Robert Woods come back next year for the Rams, and if if they can retain Odell, they're gonna have four great receivers there. But as of right now, we got Cup, Odell, and Van Jefferson, and Odell's turned it on recently, and Cooper Cup's had it all year. So I think the chemistry there is just as good, if not better, than 
uh, Chase and, and, um, and Stafford, or Chase and Burrow. But, I mean, they're both really, really solid. Yeah, I mean, all, all three receivers for the Bengals, uh, I mean, they almost had three receivers with over 1,000 yards yeah. this season. Uh, with Tyler Boyd coming up short mm-hmm. with 800-some yards. But I, I think that the I think that Cooper Cup and OBJ are going to have a, uh, I'll say, better opportunity to shine because they're, they're not going up against a defense like the Rams. The Rams, I mean, like you said, Adam, with the, the time for Joe Burrow to get the ball out, I mean, he's got – He's got Von Miller. He's got Leonard Floyd. He's got Sam Dar- er, Aaron, Do- Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald uh, coming down his throat, and he's got Jalen Ramsey out there covering at least one of those guys. So, yeah. I I think that that is going to be uh, more of a factor. I think that that will be a bigger factor than uh, who the weapons are. It's it's more of who they are going against right now. Yeah. And I, that that definitely favors uh, the Rams at this point. And that's when you have to get creative as the Bengals offense. I'm going to try to go in the offensive mind, you know, in terms of the Bengals, what they should do here. I think, you know, screens, try to get the run game going. If it's not working, okay. But I would do screens, you know, get the ball to the receivers quickly. You know, Jamar Chase can really break it on any play, you know, if he gets some space. So don't be afraid to take the five-yard check down, which Burrow has been taking this year, and Chase could bust it. So it's not like that's – you know, off the table, but I mean, you got to be almost creative in the sense of, you know, make them come upfield, throw it behind them, make them chase it down and make them get worn out. That's, that's the plan you have to have there because you know, the strengths and weaknesses, the biggest discrepancy is the Bengals offensive line versus the Rams defensive line or just pass rush overall. And that's going to be big. You know, I don't know how well the run's going to be. You have to double Donald on every play. I mean, there's a lot that you have to factor in here. And with Aaron Donald being an interior defensive lineman, it's going to be hard to keep him, from really having a field day, you know, he, he's right in the middle of the field, right? So you got to like get out outside, you know, you got to get outside, but you have Floyd and, and Miller out there. So I really think that for Burrow, he's not gonna have as much room to step up, but I would have a center and a guard on him at all times. You got to double him. You got to chip him. You got to do whatever it takes. But I mean, then you do leave two great pass rushers on the outside. So I think that screens and taking time of possession, running the ball, wearing the defense out is the best chance for the Bengals to go for, for to go here, I think. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I we kind of brushed past that run game and kind of uh, didn't have a whole lot to say about it, but I think that's, that's all the more reason, to your point, Adam, that we need to see Joe Mixon get to get going in the backfield. Yeah. Uh, to take a lot of that pressure off of Joe and, and that line. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, okay, we, we kind of went through the whole offensive side, and then that really kind of forced us to touch upon the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Do you have any other thoughts then on, on what to look for or what what you think yeah. is going to be so, a key factor? So another, another factor here that I'm thinking about is um, – the Bengals defense overall in terms of, you know, can they cause turnovers? You know, Burrow was sacked nine times, right? But Tannehill threw three picks. Matthew Stafford led the league in interceptions this year. So it's like earlier this week, I didn't think that there'd be a, you know, too much of a chance for the, uh, for the Bengals to win. Then I kept thinking about it more and I'm like, you know, Matthew Stafford turns the ball over a bunch. These guys are getting to the quarterback as well with, um, you know, with their pass rush, the Bengals are, and and it's going to be interesting. You know, they have Sam Hubbard, Trey Hagg, 
Hendrickson from the uh, Saints that they signed, um, and, and two great safeties. So if they can cause some turnovers and then give Burrow the ball to get you know a few more shots, wear the Rams defense out, there's a chance for the Bengals to win this. You know, I don't think that. I mean, I think the spread might have went down from four and a half to three and a half is what I'm looking at right now. So I think that it's moving in Cincinnati's favor a little bit there. So I'm, I'm really interested in that as well. Um, but that, that's another thing that, you know, if Matthew Stafford starts turning the ball over and, and, and McVay shakes a little bit because, you know, second time there, a lot of pressure, more pressure is on the Rams. They're in their home stadium. They traded multiple first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. I see an opportunity for the Bengals to win this. Um, overall, I still think it's going to be the Rams, but I I, I do I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals won. And I think that factors would be, you know, uh, protecting Joe Burrow as much as you can, stopping Von Miller, or Von Miller and Aaron Donald from really getting there, disrupting it, and causing turnovers from Matthew Stafford. Well, that the turnover is what is what ended up uh, winning it for the Bengals last weekend or two weekends ago with Von Bell's interception in overtime against uh, Matthew or against uh, Patrick Mahomes and and I think you had another fun stat that you you shared with me earlier this week about the turnovers in the Super Bowl and how big that that actually comes up. I think you said like, oh, I, oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, I forget what it um what it was exactly. I think it's like, um, give me a second. <laughs> give me a second to pull that one up. Yeah, so teams uh teams who win the turnover battle are thirty eight and six in Super Bowl. So I mean that's a that's a significant winning percentage. So. That's something else to factor in, you know, 38 and six. You know, See, I thought it was 38 and six. And then I, I was doing the math in my head and I was like, wait, that doesn't equal up to 56. So yeah, I guess there were, even, there were, you know, there were a few where it was even. Yeah. 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 But um, no, that, that, that's, um, that's another stat. I forgot that. Um, we talked about that earlier this week. So yeah, no, that's, um, that's another one where, I mean, turnovers really, uh, really define Super Bowls and that, and that, that's, that's one thing that I could see, you know, Bengals get a few turnovers early. They could really take control of the game, time of possession, wear that defense out, and then that allows Joe Burrow to really go after him and uh, go after him. Now, the the thing is, it, it kind of stinks to hear that uh, the spread or the, the that it they're the Rams are still favored, yeah, by more than a field goal because my my big uh, you know wild card or. Uh, X factor for this game is is McPherson. Oh yeah. So that that's my guy. Where I would love <laughs> to see it come down to another McPherson field goal. I mean, this guy's leg is warmed up. He's had three games where he's had four field goals in each game. Yeah. He's been four for four in in all three of those games. Twelve yeah. for twelve overall. Uh, so. I, I would love to see this come down to another McPherson field goal. I've got some fun fun stats on McPherson, so I'll just rattle some of those off. Uh, yeah, so he's got the four for four every game on field goals, two game winners. Um, he's the first kicker to have four field goals in multiple games in a single postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is now already tied for the most postseason games with four plus field goals he's tied with adam vinatieri who is he is the all-time leader scorer in the nfl yeah and he had 24 career seasons to do it yeah. so in one season in one postseason mcpherson's already uh tied him for that uh outside of that we've got 
Yeah, McPherson has taken the record for the most field goals, 12 out of 12, mm-hmm. without a miss for any kicker in a single postseason in league history. Um, McPherson just needs three field goals to break Adam Vinatieri's record of 14 field goals in one postseason. Mm-hmm. And lastly, um, unfortunately, the Bengals are playing uh, technically a it's on a uh, neutral playing field, but they are playing away in the Rams' home stadium in SoFi Stadium. Yeah. And McPherson is 22 of 22 for field goals on the road this year, 10 out of 10 of those uh, being 50-plus yards. So McPherson is a big X factor for the Bengals, whether you like it or not. Um I do think that that could come into play uh, quite. That, no, I mean special teams. We, we've, we've seen it all. We've seen it all year. Um, at least you know, in the playoffs, we've seen a lot of game winners. There was one week where we saw uh, three game winners on field goals alone. You know, and including some overtime games. So yeah, no, that's um, that's gonna be a big X factor there. And and the the biggest thing I'm just personally as a fan watching for is you know. Uh, my pit, my pit players out there, you know, Aaron Donald and uh, Tyler Boyd, but you know, Aaron Donald, I mean, just a fun fact about him is he has more all pro and pro bowl selections than the Bengals do as a team overall, which is just kind of insane. So I'm really, uh, really excited to see uh, what happens there. That's but funny. I mean, you know, Aaron Donald, I mean, he's obviously been dominated defense player of the year. I think the last three years, I think TJ Watt won it this year, but I mean, it's just really, he's a huge X factor and just to play the interior, uh, the interior line like that, disrupt it you know, compress the pocket from, from the front. It's really something else. So, I mean, I think that that's gonna be a lot of fun. And then Tyler Boyd, you know, what if they do put, you know, I know the Rams run a lot of zone, but what if they do lock, you know, Ramsey versus chase and they try to take him out or they double him, you know, and bracket coverage him. I mean, someone needs to step up. It's probably gonna be T Higgins or it's probably gonna be Tyler Boyd. So that's someone else who's another X factor out there for both teams that, you know, Hey, they could have a big game, you know, where, I really um, think T Higgins is gonna have a big game. Yeah, and 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 Burrow trusted him. He did, he trusted him against the Chiefs. He's trusted him throughout the year, especially whenever teams have really tried to roll coverage towards Chase. So that'll uh, that'll be another thing to look for is like who's gonna step up up outside of Jamar Chase. So that's something else that um that uh that that's gonna be uh, a good watch. So yeah, so I think that that's all I have. Do you have anything else, Brian? No, I, I think that's all I have. The one stat I did miss on McPherson yep. that uh, he has already taken the record for the for uh, the most fifty plus yard field goals in a season and postseason with twelve this year. That's crazy. So, That's really crazy. And you, you know they dra- he's a rookie, right? They drafted him in the fifth yes. round, so typically you don't see many uh, uh, kickers. He was the only drafted. kicker drafted this year, and, 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 and it paid with off. good reason. With good reason because he's definitely it's definitely been paid off. They've they've nailed these last few drafts with Chase Burrow, McPherson. I mean they've really loaded up there. So good for the <laughs> Bengals. They really turned around, and, and that's what's exciting about the NFL overall is like you know. If your team's terrible, you can really turn it around in two, three years. Typically, it's not two years, but let's say it's like, you know, four years, three years. You can really turn your entire roster around with a few good drafts, some good free agent acquisitions, and, and go with it. You know, I, I really think that that's something that's exciting that's more exciting than, the, you know, Major League Baseball or the NBA. It's a little bit harder to turn your team around compared to, you know, 
two drafts, the Bengals were in the Super Bowl, you know, and, and once McVeigh took over from the Rams, who were really bad, I think they were four and 12 uh, the year before he took over two years later, they're in the Super Bowl. I mean, we see this a good bit where, you know, you just really change the structure the culture of, of the team and you can really do a lot. And that's something exciting as a sportsman, your, your team always has a chance, especially with the Bengals being 29th best odds, according to FanDuel this year to win Super Bowl. They're here now, you know, I mean, no one thought that that would happen, but teams are able to do that in the NFL more so than almost any other sport. Absolutely. So, all right. Thank you for listening in and enjoy the game.